1: I would say just be prepared for people to to love you at one moment and hate you the next, you know. And um, because as being a a young, young kid, young professional, you know that somebody or fan base turning on you, making you feel making you feel less than the person that you are, is never a good feeling, you know. And um, getting blamed for stuff. I mean, there's there'll be like little. Like, hey, live within your truth and be able to. Up
0: on Game presents Conversations with a Legend. And now, here's Lavar Arrington.
2: Welcome into another exciting edition of Conversations with a Legend, a special college football Hall of Fame edition. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast by searching Up on Game presents on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. And yes, we've got another banger for you with a three-time Super Bowl champion, Kevin Falk, and this guy. <laughs> Who's this guy? Yeah. He actually perfected a tackle in the NFL, the horse collar. I know a little bit about that. Uh, but the NFL said no more. Roy Williams, he's a Sooner, a five-time Pro Bowler, and an all pro now he's a college football hall of famer roy thanks for giving us some time my guy first off is there a moment during your career that defined what you became as a person and player
1: um i would i would say when i started my nonprofit and foundation for low coming in, low income single parent mothers um because my sister was one um So, and that was 2004 when I did that, Um, I think that was a defining moment for me because um, when I did my interviews, before I got drafted, I told uh, Coach Mike Zimmer, because, you know, they, they, they hit me up in the meetings before being drafted and asked me what was I going to do. I told them, I was like, I want to start a foundation and I want to get back to people. (laughs) I'm not going to talk about Coach's comments about what I said, but he wasn't really interested in anything other than football. I'll say that. Um, But I was able to accomplish starting a foundation and it did amazing, impacted so many uh, single-parent mothers and their children. And so I think that was a big defining moment for me, being able to get back. If someone told you when you went pro, everything would change, what would you
2: have said to younger Roy?
1: Um, make sure your inner circle is tight. Um, I would say, um, honestly, en- enjoy the ride, but um, be more be more football cautious as far as you know, honing in, taking care of the main thing, keeping the main thing the main thing in the football. Um, but other than that. Like, hey, it's an amazing run, and enjoy it. Enjoy, enjoy the process, enjoy the journey because it's a beautiful journey. Um, And just, (laughs) I would say, just be prepared for people to to love you at one moment and hate you the next. You know, and um, because as being a, a young, young kid, young professional, you know that somebody or fan base turning on you, making you, feel, making you feel less than the person that you are is never a good feeling, you know? And um, getting blamed for stuff. I mean, there's, there'll be like little, like, hey, live within your truth and be able to um, block out all the noise and just honestly enjoy the process because it's a phenomenal run. When you look
2: back at everything you've done, what was your proudest moment of your career?
1: My pro—I got a lot of proud moments. I got for sure four: my wife, my three kids. Um, but I would say my proudest moment was manifesting that I would first go to the NFL one, and then two, be playing for the Dallas Cowboys. Um, and those those things happen, you know. As a as a kid, being eight years old, playing pop Warner football, um, and to be able to turn that sport into an actual profession um would probably be like a that's an account that's, that's i mean i don't know if i can cuss on it but that's fucking huge that's fucking huge you know what i mean and to be able to um say that i did that and have kids that i had once played ball with you know giving me my flowers and saying you know good job and but to understand my journey is to is to know and love me because it just it wasn't easy to get to that point. Um and I had some I mean it was an ebb and flow of highs and lows, man. It was it was it was wild but it was an incredible run. But being able to say that I was to play pop football and then work my way up to be a college football hall of famer, wow. Holy shit. Really? Five 5.5 million people and, and less than 1,100 people have been selected into the College Hall of Fame. That's, un, I mean, that's that's hella crazy. And I'm in there with my boy LeVar. Okay, speaking of me, do you have a good LeVar story? LeVar um, used to always talk shit to me. Sorry, I'm disgusting like crazy. But Lavar used to always talk noise to me. Uh, but he had, we had a mutual respect, 1,000%. But, he, you know, he was with the Redskins and, I mean, we're not supposed to like each other. I mean, I guess I don't. But, um, but no. Var used to always talk a little slick to me. Like, hey, be easy on my my guys today, because you know I used to hit. That's the only thing I cared about. I only cared about hitting people hard and then laughing with my teammates about it on the sideline. That's the only I only that I cared about. I didn't care about interceptions. I hate, I hate, getting interceptions. Not even that wasn't even on my radar. My my radar was trying to knock somebody's helmet off. Um, but you can't do that anymore. Good gosh. Uh, but no, VAR, no, me and VAR was cool as hell. I mean, I love when, um, actually I had a, a hit on Todd Heap in the Pro Bowl and I remember LeVar coming up to me, um, I mean slapped me on my backside and he was like, he was so excited. I was excited too. Um, but. I mean, I remember Levar coming up to me and just screaming in my ear like "Woo!" Like, oh my gosh, why you you killed him? Or he, he said something. Um, I think that was like 2004. But yeah, I mean, Levar is dude. I would have loved to play with Levar, man. I mean, he's he's the epitome of a hard-nosed football player. You were a
2: thumper. Give me a time when you thumped on somebody, and you're
1: like, oh, I almost ended this man's career. I nah, I don't I, I wanted to hit people to make them a memory. I never I never played the game to like try to end their career. But I have I had some some solid ass hits like um I mean I hit Ty Streets coming across the middle when he played for Detroit. I got Amani Toomer on the sideline. Um, I had some good shots on Clinton Portis at times um, when he was with the Redskins. Uh, I had a phenomenal shot on Emmitt Smith. I, actually, I broke his shoulder when I hit him. Um, Sean Alexander, running back for uh, Seahawks. I mean, there was a, there were so many. I mean, T.J. Duckett. Um, he tried to pick me up on a blitz, and I just ran through him. Um, like I mean, I I, I had. Some, some, some cool plays. I had some cool moments, you know. Um, no, I never was too flashy. I was a quiet type, you know, and I never was no rah-rah, look-at-me type dude. I just, I just wanted to execute my job and the game plan and have fun. This
2: show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is safe. It's a place to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. For example, it's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who experience major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All right, Roy, your legacy. Now I ask this to everybody that I do interviews with. When people are looking down at you and they're saying their final words, their final goodbyes, what are the words that you want to hear them say about Roy Williams? What is Roy Williams's legacy?
1: Um, I I would love to be remembered for a guy that just um, was careless and loved his teammates. Honestly, that's that's literally simply me. And I cared about giving back to the community and uplifting people. I never I mean, I was just did an interview and I said when I'm you know, basically when I'm dead and gone, I just want my legacy to live on within through people. I want I want people to care for other people and uplift them and, you know, inspire them any way you can so that your legacy can live on and I want to inspire the youth, or you know, older older folks to be able to pay. Basically, kind of that, the whole idea of paying it forward. And I just want my legacy to live on, like impacting people. Just dropping little nuggets here. That's why I do a lot of speaking engagements to football teams and all this stuff. Please do not try to call me because I said that out loud. Please don't. <laughs> but I mean, I, I do it because I just want. I want. I had an opportunity to talk to a. I had an opportunity to talk to a 49er, San Francisco 49er, uh, football player when I was young. He dismissed us, and he just was like, "Nah, was like don't talk to me. I'm here to watch my son, which his son was playing football, whatever." But still, like, you have some young kids, and that could have squashed my dreams of wanting to be something. What did that do? Motivate me? to want to get to that level. So whenever I'm in that position and a young kid comes up to me, I stop and drop everything that I'm doing and I want them to feel as special as they can because you don't ever know what that moment's gonna, that moment, if they're weak-minded, can crush them. And it didn't crush me, but it could've. You know, and so I'm just, I'm always, all I care about is like inspiring and lifting people up, man. I mean, I, I was a school bully because I was dealing with um, learning disabilities, and so I mean I had a lot of inner demons I was battling, and football was my outlet. But people always say, "Why are you so humble?" It's because I like, I was at the fucking bottom, and I understand what it feels like. I got laughed at. I mean, I got I mean, I got bullied. You know what I mean? So I was I was a tyrant. I was a I was a fucking menace to a lot of people, and it was it was fucking wrong. And I don't ever want to be that way again. And so. Yes, why am I humble? Because I know what it feels like to be at the bottom, and I know what it feels like for somebody just needing a hand up and not a hand out. And I want to be that hand up and not a hand out. And that's why I'm always selfless and always trying to help and smile and make people feel like, you know, it's an experience when talking to me.
2: Wow. And now we got that on tape. Hey, thank you, Roy. now we move on from one college football Hall of Famer to another. Kevin Folk. He was an LSU Tiger, drafted by the New England Patriots in 1999, second round number 46, played with the GOAT, got himself three Super Bowl rings, the GOAT being Tom Brady, of course. He's a Patriots Hall of Famer as well, and now you can call him a college football Hall of Famer. He's Kevin Falk. Now Kevin, is there a moment during your career that defined what you became as a person and a player, Kev? Wow. Wow.
3: Yeah, and he might not have been on the football field. Uh, Mom passed away in 04. Uh, And that was a life-changing moment for me because at that point, I knew I had to grow up. At that point, I knew I had to grow up uh, as a young man and as a football player.
2: If someone told you you're going pro and everything's going to change after you go pro, what would you say to your younger
3: Kevin Falk? What would you say to your younger self? Wow. Make sure you cover all bases. Um, because when you, everybody has a dream of going pro. But remember what we were always told have a plan. Don't just dive head in, head first. Have a plan about what you're going to do and what you're going to accomplish. Now, your plan is going to get derailed, but you always got to have a plan.
2: Which brings up a good
3: point. Deion Sanders,
2: he told his players that he's bringing his own luggage, his Louis. So some of you kids might want to jump into the portal. Is that like a motivational thing? Like, hey, I'm bringing my own guys, but if you want to be here, you better be
3: working. We got to understand the player that talked about it, Deion. Um, That's him. He, he's a big talker. He's a guy that wants to motivate. That's, that's what he did for his team at Jackson State. And, yes, it's a motivation factor. And you just said it. If you want to be here, you be here. You understand the hard work that you got to put in. What was your proudest moment in your whole career? <laughs> Graduating college. Um, never knew. Uh, when you come to college, you're not going to graduate school. Let's be honest. You're going to play football, play the sport that you had um, But when I got the word after my junior year that I was 18 hours away and that I could graduate in three and a half years, that was like, wow. I know somebody that's going to be proud of me, and that was my mom. Um, Just to get my diploma from college Now you
2: came from a small town Oh definitely What was the population? About 4,500, 5,000 So you're like a legend in your small town Definitely What does that mean to represent your town the way
3: that you did? Uh, It means the world because that's how we was raised Our town the people in our town—that's who raised us. Um, when our mom and dad was to work, people in the town, you know, was looking out for us. Uh, like nowadays, you don't have that. Mind your business now. That—that's the term. Back in the day, the neighbors were calling, or the neighbors were disciplining, disciplining you, like your mom and dad, because they had the right of way. I can dig that.
2: All right, Kevin. Always in our conversations with this. When it's all said and done, someone's speaking at your—you know—at your deal. It's your eulogy. What do you want people to say about Kevin Falk? What's your legacy?
3: Honest man. Trustworthy. Um, get your shirt off his back. What he tells you is what he tells you. It's going to be that. Um, and, and just being able to help people.
2: You've just listened to another exciting edition of Conversations with a Legend with my man Roy Williams and Kevin Falk. Super dope interviews. Make sure you check it out. Subscribe. Uh, do all those good things. All right. Up on Game. Up on Game presents. Shouts out to Brings TV. pace yeah, shouts out to you. All right, till next time, Lavar. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth: no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them.